Welcome to another episode of MyBrandNewHomes.com. I'm your host, Stephanie Mills by Next Home Kel Mitchell. And we're so excited to bring you another episode. And it's all about architecture, construction, and another new development in the Huntsville area. Here with me today is owner of Invent Communities and architect Jamie Pfeiffer. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Glad to be here. So first off, Jamie, we want our audience to know exactly who you are because maybe they haven't heard of you. They've heard of an architect before. Maybe they've heard of your company, Invent Communities, because it's it's pretty cool, but maybe not so much the man behind the Invent Communities company. So first, tell us a bit about yourself, Jamie. Sure. I grew up in the South, went to school down in Auburn, and uh, have been kind of working on kind of design construction industry kind of ever since, you know, ever since I was a kid and, and kind of just working through it ever since. Okay. So you have, we were talking about this before you even started the interview. You have a lot of uh, all around information about the industry. Can you tell me a bit about that? Sure. Well, what brought me to Auburn, I wanted to go study with Sambo Mockby, who was a famous. Uh, Auburn professor started the rural studio and it was a design build program uh, based on kind of building uh, homes and community for the the rural poor in southern Alabama Hmm. and so I wanted to go study with Sambo and that brought me to Auburn and from there I started kind of getting fascinated with with kind of all the dots that need to be connected to kind of uh, put uh, beautiful work into the built environment and so to me that's where I started studying architecture interior architecture construction business and kind of anything else and it was really about you know kind of saying how can we you know put the ideas into the built environment and so that's Mm -hmm. why I kind of wanted to kind of cross-discipline approach it because that was the best way I thought of to kind of connect the dots. Okay so then going and using your newfound skills as you were developing architecture and all the knowledge that you had from that uh, and making it into your own company how did Invent Communities come about? Sure so it was um, a daisy chain. I had um, I had been successful kind of working uh, as an architect going through kind of that uh, prolonged kind of apprenticeship, internship, and I had gotten to work for um, very high-end custom residential architects like Bobby McAlpin and, and things like that. I'd gone to New York and Boston and, oh, cool. and worked, uh, worked there. And then I finally had an opportunity to go out on my own and live down in uh, South America a couple of years. Oh, and, where in South America? Uh, Jose Ignacio, Uruguay. Ooh, and so I Uruguay. built a... Um, I built a big compound down there that was, I was fortunate to have featured in a book and a half dozen international design magazines. That's and amazing. it kind of let me kind of really kind of uh, branch out. But I always wanted to come back home. Home for me was Nashville, but we kind of, you know, I grew up in the South and we were always kind of thought about architecture as kind of this vernacular architecture that was rooted in place. But I wanted to go pick up tricks and things from other places and bring them back, bring them back to Nashville. Sure. And so, um, so that's what I did. And so right around, um, 2009 2010 I was kind of heading heading back to the south and if you think about that time frame it was a tough time to be an architect mm. at that time okay. you know coming off of um, the the downturn and particularly the housing downturn and things sure. like that and so it was it, it was you know it turned out it was a great seed time you know I just you don't know it at the time you know right now you're thinking it's a bad time it's a tough time for our industry but it turned yeah. out it was a great seed time because people were coming back and it was, okay, how are we going to uh, build again and what yeah. are we going to do with it? And so when I came back to Nashville, um, I started the firm and the architecture firm was, was me sitting in a bedroom in my house. And, uh, isn't that usually how it starts? I feel like with and small businesses. So. And that's, <laughs> that's kind of how it starts and yeah. basically kind of saying, okay, I have these other opportunities, these other things, and, and I'm going to pass on them and just kind of hang shingle and see if we can make it work. Okay. And, uh, 
And so now we have, uh, our tech firm has 50 employees and offices in three cities, and we're kind of doing very well on that front. But it was, you know, in those early days, it was, okay, how are we going to um, um, form, form a space and create identity and those kind of things? And sure. so I went out and, and, and bought a house in a, you know, kind of in a forgotten neighborhood, you know, a neighborhood. A lot of what we did um, development-wise was focusing on kind of, scattered infill sites inside of the urban core. And so okay. we look on sites that had city infrastructure, city grid, and basically it was less about um, the house and more about what the community around it was and what sure. were the underlying principles for that kind of community. And so bought a house, fixed it up, uh, was successful, and that allowed me to buy two, and then two became four, and we started building this pattern. But it was always about kind of um, these sort of, uh, you know, historic communities and kind of bringing, bringing kind of back um, – living to these kind of forgotten kind of communities sure. and so that was really kind of where as it evolved it became invent communities and it was coming back in and we were going to kind of um, go back into these existing fabric and, and kind of reinvent and kind of reform right. the fabric that had sometimes been lost over the so years. So the significance in the name is really what you do with your company? I think so. I think it was about you know we felt like um, when we when we first started putting together kind of our, our company and our vision it was like well Let's not, you know, we're not in, you know, we're not in really the business of, of selling homes, even though that was the monetary transaction that made it possible. It's sure. really more about, we were more about presenting a, a community in which you would want to live. Mm. And therefore it could change because the hard part is, is when you have the home and you're working in, you know, a lot of the neighborhoods we were do, I would call insolvent. And basically what I mean by that is people didn't know they could sell their home in this neighborhood because mm. it was difficult to get a realtor to look at it because the commission was so small and mm. the, con- the condition and those kind of things. And so you'd have these homes that were very, I mean, we were working in, in um, early, early days, we we're working in, in kind of these really kind of forgotten communities. Yeah. And so we come in and, and um, find ways to kind of uh, acquire lots or kind of, you know, a lot of more empty lots or things that have just kind of been lost through the years. And so go in and inquire them and kind of say, okay, well, what, what can we build back? And I'm just talking about the house and mm. I'm just dealing with comp based real estate. It's really difficult because there's no comp, there's no, there's no transactions, there's nothing there. And so every time we would go, um, into the community, we'd consistently be told we were crazy. We'd consistently told it wasn't safe. We were consistently told our ideas mm. would never work. And so we would kind of, you know, this was kind of always the backdrop as we did it. And we kind of felt like, look, we can, we can build scattered site. We think that is important to utilize existing infrastructure. We think living in proximity to major urban cultural centers uh, is a big part of what, um, of the way people think about the way they want to uh, work, laugh, play, live, all those kind of sure. pieces together. And so thinking about all those things um, in context, and that's kind of what led us to kind of uh, taking the approach that we did. And so the house, yes, is the byproduct, but it's more about how we can present um, that building stock inside of a community. Yeah, and that's a great segue to what you're doing here now in the Huntsville community. So uh, you came all the way down from Nashville to talk mm-hmm. to us about the latest project they have going on by event communities in Huntsville here in the Low Mill area, right? So there's more than, what, 100 lots that you you are working on in that area? Why that community? Sure. So um, we, um, I've gotten, to, I gotten to know Chad Emerson over the years. Yeah, downtown um, Huntsville. Inc. Downtown Huntsville. Love Inc. that guy. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I think if uh, if what we're doing is a good thing, then uh, credit to Chad for helping kind of introduce us to the area mm-hmm. and, and kind of pull things down. He started talking about all the kind of uh, vibrant things that Huntsville was doing. Yeah. And then we started doing our own kind of demographic studies and white paper studies. And, and Huntsville has so many kind of strong characteristics. You know, you have um, a, a, a very high um, 
uh, median education level, very high, um, you know, things that create discretionary lifestyles, people sure. where they can choose um, how they want to spend their, their free time, how they want to spend their disposable income, how they want to do things. And that leads towards the ability to, to have, to appreciate things and to have better, you know, sense of community and, and how all the things connect. And so we, we started saying, look, we really like the demographic profile for Huntsville. We really like the trajectory it's on. I mean, I think sure. you know, these years later, you know, as you think about it, what is it now? Six years later, kind of into this kind of process, you know, Huntsville keeps winning accolade after accolade. And it's kind of based on, on those kind of demographics that we were citing. And so, yeah. and Chad was highlighting and everything else. And so we became fascinated with it. When we first came down, you know, we went to the neighborhoods that were, um, established and that's not really kind of our MO. And so we kind of, you know, went to the classic, you know, five points and Twickenham and all these kind of areas. And they weren't really, um, you know, we weren't going to be able to kind of, you know, they could do infill sites, but from a, from afar, we weren't going to really be able to kind of move the pendulum in a meaningful way. Mm. And so, you know, we kind of said, I don't know what to do. And we kind of were just taking the slow way back out of town. And I, I drove through low mill and, um, became really fascinated by, by kind of the, the demographic. I love old mill towns. I had my first, my very first project while I was working my way through school, I rebuilt a home in uh, Opelika, Alabama, which is another oh, yeah. historic mill town uh, in, in the South. And so. And then the, for reference, the low mill area is on the other side of the downtown area. So you've got governors and the, mm-hmm. the parkway, that connection there. And then as you're headed towards 565, it's going to be on the left-hand side. And so it's a classic example of the neighborhoods we kind of work in, which is it is minutes from downtown. It is sure. minutes from major kind of cultural nodes and those kind of things. But because of, um, roads, infrastructure, any number of other kind of urban planning policies or lack thereof, it had become kind of forgotten. It was the wrong side mm-hmm. of, in this case, literally the tracks. You cross over the tracks. It was sure. the wrong side of the, the interstate highway. And it had been kind of, um, you know, largely forgotten. But you look at the in underlying infrastructure and you have these classic mill houses surrounded by this this great kind of mill institution with large kind of buildings that were ripe for kind of redevelopment and, and, and housing that had great kind of scale, great proportioning, you know, great proximity of front doors to one another so that you could start to create an urban grid and create yeah. walkability and uh, all those things that we think are very important when looking at community. Um, but it had it had lots of uh, holes in the neighborhood. Mm. And so we started um, acquiring, acquiring holes and we were able to have a great relationship with the city. And, uh, you know, the city in Huntsville is, is kind of, I mean, we've had the privilege not to work in a lot of cities but none of them quite frankly are like Huntsville just amazing in their kind of support uh for what they want to consider and, and the way they're kind of supporting kind of growth and community and and their policies so there's really I've never met a a a, a city that is so kind of uh, dialed in with their mm. approach and so they've been just outstanding to work with and really kind of made it possible and so we we um we started acquiring land and so the idea was we have some single family homes we've done a number of of uh, single family homes. We're okay. working on a uh, uh, kind of what I call a row house project, but kind of a brownstone townhome kind of project. And we're working on a large uh, multifamily project that's going to nice. break ground in uh, hopefully October. Well, hopefully break ground in um, September. But okay. So what's the ETA there? Um, so for the, the plan and the ETA for these specific homes that are going into the low mill, low mill area? Sure. So it kind of... Um, with with construction, there's always kind of these waves. You know, you have you have kind of parts and pieces, and and you kind of work through um, you work through one critical path, and then you kind of encounter the next. So right now, we are working on um, some 
some sewer line work and some other in horizontal infrastructure pieces sure. needed to kind the essentials of go, underneath to go with it. But we mm -hmm. are we are scheduled to uh, deliver uh, drawings for the city to review at the end of August. Okay, and uh, go into permitting pretty quick, and then we'll let the permits uh, you know let the city take their time reviewing everything, and then hopefully. Hopefully they'll be good and let us start going, uh, at least getting some horizontal work going in October. Okay. All right. So obviously we've talked about there's a lot of momentum gaining in this area. You've got places like Stove House, Campus mm -hmm. 805, Low Mill, of course, and that's what you're surrounding uh, mm -hmm. these homes with. Um, talking to our audience, who do you think would be tra attracted to this new development and, and when can they expect to potentially even move in? Well, my, my take on it is um, I think a key to uh, our product often talk about is people who want uh, more engagement time, less windshield time. Mm. And so it's people who would like to be very proximate, whether it's downtown, whether it's uh, Redstone, whether it's any of the kind, kind of being of, in the action area, in, in the center of things yeah. where, and so the idea is that you can spend, you can spend more time on whether that is, you know, at work or at play, you know, your, your, your home and your kind of center of your, your life is kind of uh, very proximate to all those things. I love that because my personally, I love being in the downtown area because I yeah. like to be close to the action. And so generally it's people who, who like that. And what's nice about that definition is um, we find it spans a lot of demographics. Sure. There are people that are, you know, uh, you know, young, single, without without kind of uh, family connections and, and they and they love that you have mm -hmm. families who love um, the great Huntsville City schools and and, and and we have you know some great zoning in the area and things yeah. like that that kind of work we have people who are, are maybe you know past having children in the home and and, and just want kind of you know less you know want more time for kind of their activities so and really and that and, wide span and and the whole thing and so we're finding that um, you know, we find that um, people that are coming to the neighborhood are kind of crossing all kinds of disciplines. We're also finding that, um, you know, with, with Huntsville's kind of um, broader kind of growth, things like that, we see a lot of people from outside kind of coming in and, and having a fresh perspective. And I think sometimes sometimes what's, what's beneficial, and I think part of the, re you know, we got started in Nashville, but I think one of the strengths in Nashville is I've been away for a while mm. and I kind of had a fresh perspective on it. I think sometimes perspective has helped in Huntsville because I think when we first started looking at, at this broad kind of low mill and I can consider low mill, everything from low mill to stove house and that whole kind of broad pocket. And as you kind of look at it, I mean, part of it was um, because I had an outsider's perspective, I didn't have any preconceived notions of what sure. the neighborhood is or is not and what yeah, it could ever be. Helps. And I could just kind of look at it and say, I mean, you know, from, from, from my kind of little lens is the closest I've ever owned a property to a Whole Foods. Oh, and so you think sure. about and you think about the demographics and the profile that they run and what they're doing, and you kind of say, well, "This is kind of amazing." And we're just we were just on the you know kind of the wrong side of some mm. lens, but that lens was really an artificial lens made our, our, preconceived by those who've been in this area. You know that was our that was our opinion. Sure, and I think the the response with the neighborhood over the last you know couple of years uh, has has proven that. Um, that that broader perspective is is uh, everybody you know you know locals and 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 new and new locals alike are looking at it in a new way. Yeah, that's great. So we're building up to all of this uh, information that something is coming to the low middle area through Invent Communities. <laughs> what can those people that may be listening and and wanting to know what that's going to look like can expect? Sure. So the next project we're doing is a 110 unit multifamily project. Um, and it's made for people who would love to have kind of, again, um, what we think of as, as a really kind of great 
uh, apartment product right okay. across from the mill itself. Oh, cool. You know, within, you know, walking, biking distance to, to stove house yeah. and everything else. And so, you know, we're seeing kind of putting in a, um, a different range of demographic. You know, this is particularly for people who, you know, some people just, um, you know, they maintain the yard or having kind of the, the larger kind of footprints and all the kind of pieces to it. It's just nice having, being able to have yeah. a great apartment and great location sure. and, and, the and next be thing? in the middle of everything. And then the next thing after that will be kind of a, a townhome project. And so that one is, again, it's again, intend to talk about kind of a little bit of density, getting, getting kind of that, that scale and proximity, but again, people who would like to minimize maybe some of the, the wear and tear, some of the size, some of the scale that comes sure. with the kind of single family homes. So we've got apartment kind of complex, a townhome complex, mm-hmm. and is there other, another thing on the list? And then, and then, you know, we still, you know, they're single family the homes. Single families. And, and so we okay. have, um, you know, we've already been, we've already been building a lot of single family homes in the neighborhood. And so okay. this is really um, adding adding kind of additional offerings, additional front door types sure. uh, to the neighborhood for people that the the single family home just doesn't appeal to them for whatever reason. That makes sense. And so I think, you know, to me, when I think about a healthy neighborhood, um, you know, I think about a neighborhood that can, that can uh, support a, a wide range of people. We talked about the demographic that we're approaching as yeah. wide, but we also want people who, you know, maybe you want to go back to school and you have a lifestyle change and you want, or you have a, a family change or you have any number of things. And what happens of sometimes when we build, you know, I think we build communities, we say, okay, we're going to build this house. And then the comp and we build the next house and the houses may be different, but they're kind of the same. You know, they hit the same profile. They check the same kind of comp boxes. And I don't think that's really the way communities work. And I think you should be able to kind of move up and down. And so when you move, you should still be able to go to your coffee house, mm. your your favorite restaurant, your, you know, area you like to walk in, whatever that is for you that helps you define community. I think you should be able to do that even if um, the what's, you know, the what's around, what's behind your front door changes in size and shape and stuff. Like, I think you sure. should be able to kind of live in a community and, and not just have one housing type and, 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 and kind of follow that through. And so to me, that's kind of what makes a healthy community. And so yeah. When we kind of first started talking with the city, that was what talked led us to do kind of this multifamily project was holding that that corner. You know, this mm. used to be the corner where the general store was for the mill, mm-hmm. and it always had kind of a, a a component tree that talked about how the center of that community gathered. And so we're trying to make it a, a center, so we'll have yeah. uh, a restaurant on the corner, some multifamily above it and around it, and so trying to oh, create nice. kind of a mixed use building that hopefully engages the scale of the mill, engages the holds the intersection, and really kind of returns that corner. Uh, to more of prominence like it used to hold in the community. Yeah, well, that is so exciting. I think just the anticipation of what's to come is is great. So thank you so much for coming in and, and telling us all about it. And of course, the awesome work that you do through your your company there, Invent Communities up in Nashville. So thank you so much for coming down and talking with us all about it. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jamie. Well, if you love what we're doing, what we're talking about, want more information, of course, follow our Facebook page, mybrandnewhomes.com. And for the behind the scenes content and of course, tour and exclusive things that we can bring you about what's going on in our own community in your community of Huntsville, the Madison, Tennessee Valley. Join our private Facebook group behind the walls linked in the comments below. Thanks again for joining us for mybrandnewhomes.com by Next Home Kel Mitchell. Until next time, I'm Stephanie Mills. Oh.